0: Hey there, Internet friends. This is Glenn.
1: And this is Linda.
0: And welcome to Preparing Our Heart for Worship podcast. Looks like a lot of Christmas around here, Linda.
1: Yes, it is, Glenn. It's cold outside. Good time to stay inside by the warm fire.
0: Yes, I love the smell of that firewood burning and hearing that popping sound of the fire and feeling that warmth of the flame as it radiates the room.
1: Our tree is beautiful, too, this year.
0: Oh, Linda, I love that little manger scene you have displayed under the tree this year. And that old clock sitting beside it there clicks off the time and rhythm with the seconds. And there's a little toy truck filled with Christmas trees. And it looks like it's driving right up to father time.
1: It is quite scenic and has that old-timey look to it.
0: Yeah, that little tree there on display, too, has a eyes and nose on it and it dances all around when and sings when uh when you pass by it and that's a cute touch too
1: i like the snow covered scene with all the decorations and our tree is bright reflective tinsels this year
0: yes the brightly colored flashing lights reflect the beauty of like a mirror like uh, i really like the quality of the tree it's really beautiful
1: we usually have a traditional green tree in our home, but this year we tried something different.
0: Well, I really didn't know if I was going to like that or not, but it turned out to be rather pretty.
1: Jesus in the manger is the centerpiece of our Christmas decor and is also in our thoughts and the hearts.
0: As it should be, Linda.
1: Hey, you know, we will be playing Christmas music in the Fayette Mall this week in the food court. If you get a chance to stop by and hear us, we'd love to see you in person.
0: We'll be there from 12 to 2 p.m. sharing that good old Christmas music.
1: Our hearts are heavy this Christmas season, as we have lost a dear friend and brother. Our pastor emeritus, Brother Heard, went to be with the Lord this week. He was a special person.
0: He certainly was, Linda. He was ninety-two. And he was in the Lord's service for over 70 years. He was a faithful servant, and we'll sure miss him.
1: He is in heaven with all the heavenly hosts today. His faith has become sight. What glory to think about the sights he is witnessing this hour. This week, our song is about the angels in heaven and the Christmas announcement.
0: Our song goes... Angels, we have heard on high, sweetly swinging o'er the plains, and the mountains in reply, echoing their joyful strains.
1: Gloria in excelsis Deo, Gloria in excelsis Deo.
0: Shepherds, why this jubilee? Why your joy strains for long? What the gladsome tidings be? which inspire your heavenly song.
1: Come to Bethlehem and see him whose birth the angels sing. Come adore on bended knee Christ the Lord, the newborn King. See him in a manger laid whom the choirs of angels praise. Mary, Joseph, lend your aid while our heart and love we raise. Glenn, can you have forgiven Play this wonderful old song.
2: Angels we have heard on high Sweetly singing o'er the plains And the mountains in reply Echoing their joyous strains Glory
0: Linda, what do you have in the way of history for our song this week?
1: Angels We Have Heard on High is generally sung to the hymn tune Gloria, a traditional French carol as arranged by Edward Barnes. Its most memorable feature is its chorus, Gloria in Excelsis Deo, where the O of Gloria is fluidly sustained through 16 notes of a rising and falling Melismatic, melodic sequence, a musical style that allows several notes to be sung to one syllable of text, such as Gloria. In England, the words of James Montgomery's Angels from the Realms of Glory are usually sung to this tune, with the glorious Excelsis Deo refrained text, replacing Montgomery's It is from this usage that the tune sometimes is known as Iris, the name of Montgomery's newspaper. The lyrics of angels we have heard on high are inspired by, but not an exact translation of, the traditional French carol known as The Angels in Our Countryside, whose first known publication was in 1842. The music was attributed to W.M., According to some websites, this hymn is by the 19th century Wilfrid Moreau from the Poitiers. Angels We Have Heard Are On High is the most common English version. In 1862, paraphrased by James Chadwick, the Roman Catholic bishop of Hexham and Newcastle, southeast, southeast, I'm sorry, northeast England, Chadwick's lyrics are original in some sections, including the title, and loosely translated from the French in other sections. The carol quickly became popular in the West Country, where it was described as Cornish by R. R. Chop, and featured in William Adair Pickard Cambridge's collection of Dorset carols. It has since been translated into other languages and is widely sung and published. Modern hymnals usually include three verses, but we list it four today. The earliest known printed version of Angels We Have Heard on High is in an 1842 French songbook. Though the source of the song is unknown, it is believed to have originated in 18th century France. The song was first translated into English in 1860 by James Chadwick, a Roman Catholic bishop. Chadwick was born to an English father, and Irish mother. Though he was born in Ireland, he was educated in England and spent the remainder of his life there. After attending Ushaw College, a combined college and seminary, and being ordained as a priest, Chadwick served for several years there as a professor in humanities, mainly teaching philosophy and theology. In 1866, Chadwick was elected bishop of Hexham and Newcastle and worked in this capacity until his death. As a bishop, Chadwick served as a shepherd of God's people. It seems appropriate that he would translate the word to the angels as given to shepherds at Jesus' birth, Gloria in excelsi Deo, Latin for glory to God in the highest. From Luke 2:14. 14 just as the origin of the words to this French song is unknown so also is the melody since it was common for text to be written for existing tunes it is possible that the melody is even older than the words the tune as we know it today was adopted and arranged by Edward Shippen Barnes he was a talented organist who received training from gifted musicians at both Yale University and the school canatorum in Paris. Having studied in France, it seems fitting that Barnes would arrange this traditional French carol. After returning from France, Barnes devoted his talent to serving God as an organist in churches all across the U.S., New York, Pennsylvania, and California. Barnes also composed organ symphonies wrote a book on methods of organ playing, and even served in the Naval Reserve during World War I. However, his most lasting contribution proved to be his musical arrangement for angels we have heard on high. After all, this music accompanies the voices of people who sing about their utmost purpose in life, bringing glory to God in the highest. Reflecting a common theme found throughout the history of Christian hymnody, a cosmic chorus resounds in the first stanza. The chorus begins in heaven with angels, then the mountains in reply echo back in response, symbolizing the participation of earth. The entire hymn is a traditional French carol that originated as early as the 18th century and was published in North America in the new hymnal for the Diocese of Quebec in 1819. Several versions or translations of the text can be found, but they all stem from the same source and are inspired by Luke 2, 6 through 20. The original hymn appeared in French in eight stanzas, arranged in a dialogue form alternating between the shepherds in stanzas 1, 3, and 6 and the women in stanzas 2, 4, and 7 all sing together in stanzas 5 and 8. The carol first entered into Methodist hymnals in 1935 in an anonymous version from the play The Nativity. It uses the text Harkinall What holy singing now is sounding from the sky? The melody is the same, but the harmonization was modified in the 1966 Methodist hymnal by the well-known anthem composer Austin Lovelace. The 1966 Methodist hymnal also changed the text to Angels We Have Heard on High because of the popularity of the text used in anthems at the time. Angels We Have Heard on High is a song of invitation from Christians to others to come celebrate Christ's birth with them. Angels We Have Heard on High is a perfect song to accompany the French tradition of the crochet. Handmade nativity scenes are not only common in homes, but also in town squares. Little clay figures traditionally made in the south of France are called Satan's Little saints. Fine craftsmanship characterizes the production of these figures, and they are a source of local pride for the communities that produce them. It is interesting that crochet is also the French term for a nursery for young children during the day. This is such a beautiful carol. It's one of the most joyful and well written choruses ever composed. As the angels gather in the night sky, they proclaim, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests.
0: What it must have been like for those shepherds to witness a sky full of angels 2,000 years ago. It must have been incredible. Sheep scattered all around, and the shepherds settled in for another quiet, probably swapping stories as they watched the flocks. Then came that divine moment. God burst into the night and angels appear, singing songs and speaking of the Savior's birth. And suddenly, the shepherds' ordinary lives were transformed, becoming part of a story that lived on for thousands of years. With this curl, we are invited to join in with the worship and add volume to the heavenly sound as we declare the birth of our King. A great Christian life, a great sermon, a great song, all have a way of showing Christ to be so vast and glorious that our response can only be humble ourselves, bow down on bended knee, and acknowledge and be in awe of the greatness of God. I think this carol enables us to do that really well. Linda, have you got some more history?
1: Yes, I have a little. Angels We Have Heard on High commemorates the birth of Jesus Christ found in the Gospel of Luke. The song focuses on the shepherd's encounter with angels, foretelling of the birth of the newborn child. The Gloria is believed to have inspired the chorus, and angels we have heard on high. The tune is believed to be inspired by an unknown tune that was arranged by Edward Barnes in the early 1900s. French legend indicates that in medieval times on Christmas Eve, the shepherds would sing and call to one another from one hillside to another. They would call Gloria in Excelsis Deo, which means glory to God in the highest in Latin. It was how they would spread their holiday message and cheer from points far away to one another. From hillside to valley, the shepherd's song must have truly sounded like angels calling to one another in celebration of the birth of Christ, for the Christians living in nearby regions. Also, the song reflects the shepherd's joy that the time of the holiday season has arrived yet again.
0: Imagine being with the shepherds when the angels appeared to them on that amazing Christmas morning. Angels we have heard on high reminds us of that amazing night. In this beautiful strains of its course, the carol helps us experience a taste of what the angels' course might have sounded like in proclaiming the good news. Christ's birth certainly was good news. In those to those uh, simple shepherds. Our, she- our Savior changed their lives, and God still speaks to ordinary people and transforms their lives into something extraordinary through His grace. As we sing of the angels' great amount, announcement, let's remember that God still wants to announce the good news today using people like me and you helping families in needs, sharing the with a gospel with a prisoner, or encouraging a friend who's going through a tough time in these countless other ways. We're announcing Jesus' birth to the shepherds of our day. Through our words and action, we can show that Jesus lives in the hearts of men. So when this Christmas ceases and throughout the year, Let's continue the angel song. Let's tell the world all about Jesus and how he's changed our lives forever. Though our wor- through our words and action, we can show that Jesus still lives in the heart of man. When I was a child of about 10, I spent my last Christmas with my little brother, Terry. I've been discussing these times in the last couple of broadcasts, discussing the the disease had, this disease had taken all that we had financially, so, and so many people understood our financial situation and it came to our aid. Mr. Hoover was our landowner and he let us rent the house for $20 a month. That old house still stands over there on Lee's Town Road in back of that old black barn. Mr. Hoover let us have some of his farm to plant a garden on, and that helped with our groceries. We had so little then. I remember the pediatrician, Dr. Maxim, only charged a dollar for doctor visits. And I think, People in our lives care deeply for us, and for that we are so grateful we were then, too. On this particular season, it was especially difficult. Dad was broke. The medical bills for Terry's hospitalization, even with the charities' help like Fibrocystic Association, had taken everything we had. I remember mom and dad saving up pennies and nickels and dimes and put them in a wrapper so we could have a little something for Christmas that year. But even that was used to pay for Terry's care. None of us worried about having a Christmas. We were just glad to have each other. Our only real tough thing in those times was it when Terry had to go to the hospital. I was separated from the family so I could stay in school. Terry had just been in the hospital in Cincinnati and I had gone with them for some reason. I can't remember the reasoning. I'm sure I had to be taken back to Orynton to stay with them, one of my aunts or something there. But this time I was there it had been a long time since I'd seen Terry. He'd been in the hospital some time. They had helped me. They had hoped to get me in to see him on this trip, but they wouldn't allow kids to come up on that ward. So Dad went up in the hospital room, and I stood in the parking lot and looked up at that tall building, to the room window where Terry was, and. Dad held him up to the window. There I saw him, with that big smile on his face, waving his hands down at his big brother. Terry, I hope you still do that. I'm still down here after these 80 years. Nearly. I guess it's been 70 years. I can almost see him now. Waving at me and shining that big, wonderful smile at me. It will be wonderful to see him again. I loved him so much, and he, he loved me too. We had friends named Bob and Ann, and they were great friends, and they were not as all at all well-off either. But, like everyone that knew Terry, they fell in love with him there's something about children of misfortune that makes their personality so special i think it's the gift of god and i think it's that sufficiency of grace that we read about in the word
2: oh, look. oh in here what is it boy Bye.
0: They decided they were going to give us a Christmas. They decided it wasn't going to be just any old Christmas, but a big one. I'll never know where they got the money to do what they did, but they bought us all kinds of toys. We got an electric train set, a real bicycle. Little Terry got a toy guitar that you could crank. And an accordion that you could play. And so many other things. It was so absolutely unbelievable. What a marvelous Christmas it was for us. You could hear all the excitement and surprise in the voices on the tape that's playing that very event in the background. My friends, you see God's love shining through Bob and Ann. My dad cried for joy. We celebrated our last Christmas together that night In the spot where the train was running my brother's casket would set in a short time and I would view his lifeless body in our living room before the funeral. It was the custom back then to have the viewing at the home first now I wanted to share these moments with you and let you know a little about my heart at this time and compare where it is where it has brought me today I remember my precious brother with joy and happiness I can literally see in my mind's eye the times that we played in the backyard I pushed him on his tricycle and I rode on the back of the back of it and he was on a seat and I can hear that old, another thing I could do is hear that old vibrating needle on the old record player playing those little records and us sharing those times together. How awful it would be if that was all there was to it. But it's not. Thanks be to God, it's not. That wonderful God that with his words spoke the heavens and the earth and, and the creation, made provisions for me and my brother Terry to be again together forever. My friends, do you share this joy that I have with me? My hope is that you do. I know in my core of my existence that I'll spend my eternity with Jesus and my brother, as well as many other family and friends. This joy is so good, I have to share it with everyone. I know and come into contact with. It's so real in my life. My friend. I have the love of God in my heart for you, too. Honestly, really and truly, I want this for you. And here's the thing. You could have it. It's a free gift of God paid for by the blood of Christ and his life. You have a Valentine Christmas gift of God on this Christmas season just waiting for you. It's yours bought and paid completely for. You must have a believing heart. That belief that is life-changing faith. And accept it. Take it. Will you do this today? Now, Jesus is waiting. He's listening. He sees your heart. Let him change your life for you to a life with joy, unspeakable. Don't put it off. All you have is the eternal presence. You can't change yesterday, nor do you have the certainty of tomorrow. Don't wait. Yield to Him right now. If you'd like to talk to me more about this, my email is glenn.dawson at twc.com or Glenn at Saxymusic.com. And Glenn has two ends in it. Some people forget that.
1: God has been so gracious to allow us this podcast, and we are thankful for this. Even though we did not ask anyone for money, we have had help from our audience.
0: When our songs are played, we receive a small streaming royalty of a nickel. So we want to say thank you for listening to our songs, cause that adds up.
1: As you listen to our music while you are traveling or working around the house, or whatever you are doing, we trust you enjoy the music and pray it's a spiritual blessing to you. Remember, you are helping to keep our ministry going, just by listening. If you don't have a
0: streaming service already, to listen to our music for free, just go over to our YouTube audio channel, and that's at Https colon forward forward www.youtube.com at we are forgiven, and listen to 107 of our songs, and check out our video channel or two.
1: If you have Alexa or Echo, just say play the music of Glenn Dawson and listen as long as you like for free. If you're not getting our newsletter, go to our website at glendawson that's with two n's and click on newsletter.
0: Well folks, that concludes our podcast this week. We hope to see you again next week. Until then, God bless you and remember, we love, love you. you. Bye, Bye for, for now. now.